Welcome to the Seeing Beauty Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Lori Marie. Seeing Beauty Sessions is about stories of how women have turned their pain into purpose. Okay, so who am I? I'm Lori Murray. I am a psychic medium who also happens to be a coach, a photographer. I also happen to have a background in branding, styling, and so much more. Now, we'll get into that later. But for the last 11 years, I've been spending my time celebrating and photographing women. And now I'm bringing it all together to help entrepreneurs and influencers tell stories in their brands. So that's what I do. I mentor entrepreneurs and I also create visual stories in their brands to help them create content. Think of all the places that you use images. You use it on social media, on your website, on your blog, on your marketing, on your ads. There are so many places that images need to be used and it's so important to tell a story. So Not only am I an intuitive coach and mentor, I now um, support entrepreneurs and influencers in creating personal brand photography. So how did it all start? Okay, so Seeing Beauty Sessions started with A long, long time ago when I was just a little girl. Now, did I know it was going to be called Sea Beauty Sessions? No. Did I know I was going to create a podcast? Of course not. I mean, come on. It was like the 80s? (laughs) 70s? 80s. It was the 80s. Yes, that's how old I am. (laughs) But no, seriously. Seeing Beauty Sessions wanting to celebrate women and tell stories started at a very young age for me. I've kind of always known that I had a mission in this life and that was to help celebrate women. And it all started when I was about four or five years old. I tried taking my dad's deck of nudie cards that he got in Vietnam to school with me for show and tell. Now, as you can imagine, This would not have gone over well. However, my mom busted me. And when she busted me, I told her, apparently, that I'm just trying to show everybody the pretty ladies. It was very matter of fact. Like, duh, don't you know what my mission is? So, fast forward to college. I go back to college when I'm 26. And I start taking photography. And I fell in love. And... As a project for my senior exhibition, I decided that I wanted to photograph women and I wanted to do nude photography and showcase over 50 women, all different ages, shapes, sizes, colors. Yes, I was doing the Dove commercials before Dove did them. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, I photographed 50 amazing women all different ages, all different shapes, colors, backgrounds, you name it. And it was all in celebration of our beauty and how much beauty there is in all of us. Now, this continued on. In 2007, 
I started my own business and I started photographing boudoir. Now, what I didn't know at the time was that boudoir was going to be a catalyst for me in my healing journey. I'll tell you more about that later. But for now, I was living in the Midwest, terrified to start shooting boudoir. But lo and behold, it was very wanted and very needed, even in the Midwest. Love you, Midwesterners. (laughs) Yes, I grew up in the Midwest most of my life. And... I just thought, you know, it's a little more conservative. Okay, it's a lot more conservative. And that maybe this was going to be really difficult. But turns out there's many, many women who wanted to do this for many, many reasons. And so that's what I did. And I spent the next decade photographing hundreds, if not thousands of women, celebrating their beauty, celebrating who they are. And it's brought me to where we are today. Now I've, through my own personal journey, I've learned how to take the challenges, the struggles, the things I've been through and how to turn them into something meaningful, turn it into something purposeful. So that is where we are today. So I am not only sharing stories visually through photography and helping women showcase their beautiful selves, but I'm also doing it in the form of a podcast. And so I would love for you to open your hearts, open your minds to all these women and hear their beautiful, heartfelt stories of how they've turned their pain into purpose. Okay, since we're talking about turning pain into purpose, I thought it'd be appropriate for me to go first. I mean, I created this, right? So, like, I should probably be the one to go first. If I'm asking women to share their stories of how they've turned pain into purpose, I should definitely be sharing mine. So, my story. Okay. Um, Of course, there's many, many aspects to my story, just like there is for all of us. We all have different experiences, different things we have been through, worked through, challenges we've overcome. And a lot of times there's, um, you know, ways in which we deal with things. And so part of my story is that, one, I grew up in the Midwest. I was a very shy, sensitive girl. Um, had a really hard time using my voice um, and standing for myself. And in a lot of ways, um, I was taken advantage of often in my life. But it all started when I was little. Um, I did experience um, sexual abuse um, from about five to seven. And then that what that did was really open me up to my own sexuality Um, I was very sexual, very, um, I think, aware of my own sexuality, and I started exploring it more at a very young age. So by the time I was about 12, um, I was messing around with boys. By the time I was 14, I had had sex. And then when I was 15, I got into a relationship with a boy, and that lasted four years, but throughout that period of time, 
um, I ended up pregnant at 16. So I made the choice when I found out I was pregnant that I was going to keep him. And that was just kind of a non-negotiable. It was just like, okay, I'm pregnant. That's it. Let's do this thing. And that's kind of how I approached it from that point forward. Um, Fast forward, you know, to the time I was 19, his father left, um, kind of left me to take care of everything, wasn't paying child support, wasn't there, wasn't supportive, and really would just kind of play dad once in a while throughout his life. Well, as you can imagine, that created a lot of struggle in my own, you know, in our lives and, and created um, financial difficulties, especially being a teenage, you know, a teenager, single mom. Um, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, um, oftentimes, oftentimes I would be working two, three jobs just to try and keep things going, keep, you know, the household running, just trying to survive it, basically. And one of the times... Unfortunately, we moved a lot. Um, Being that we were from the Midwest, we had some brutal winters. And a lot of times the places that I lived in weren't the best um, conditions in in terms of like insulation and things like that. So sometimes I would end up in places that had ridiculous heat bills, like thousands of dollars for a winter. And I just couldn't afford it. So we would have to move again. And one of our moves... Um, when I was 23, um, we were only living in this place for about a month. We moved in in February and in March, um, one of the most, I guess, transformational shifts or experiences, I guess you could say happened that kind of, um, forever changed the trajectory of my life, I guess you could say. And basically what happened was, um, my upstairs neighbor, tried to, um, tried to rape me in our own home, in our bathtub or in, in the bathroom. And, um, unfortunately my son saw this at the time and he was only six years old. Now as a mother, as someone who, you know, of course, like loves her son and wants the best for him, I was highly concerned of how he would deal with that. So, I got him into counseling, but I never got myself counseling. We moved out of that place a few weeks later, and I kind of went on like just keeping things moving, just keeping moving forward. Let's just get through this. Okay, that thing happened, but now let's just keep on keeping on, right? So basically, over the course of that next year, so the time between being 23 and 24, I had gained over 100 pounds. Um, I was definitely not coping. <laughs> um, well, I guess, let me let me reframe that. Um, I was coping, but I was using food as a way to cope. Um, looking back now, I know my body was just trying to protect me. I went into protection mode and... Um, And then for the next, like, uh, I'd say about 12 years, I went on as if everything was fine. Everything's okay. Everything's great. 
I used humor as a way to cope, even though inside I felt like I was dying. My insides no longer matched my outsides. And I had this big protective layer on. And I, for the longest time, I thought forever I would be kind of marked, like that I would be known as someone who could be taken advantage of, someone who they, you know, that someone could do that to again. Um, I had a lot of stuff coming up and a lot of stuff to work through. Um, what happened eventually was that I just couldn't take anymore. So in 2013, I had what I like to call my first, um, I guess, spiritual awakening slash breakdown. And basically what had happened, it was 2013. I was at a photography workshop in the Dominican Republic and I was meeting 60 new strangers for the first time. And I ended up with a horrible sunburn and a big cold sore on my face. And I was just feeling the ugliest, the, the, um, the, I had the most self-hatred I've ever had for myself in that experience. And basically I felt ugly. I felt fat. I felt like I wasn't enough. I felt like I didn't want, I just didn't want to be. I wanted, I had wished for my body to be different. I had wished, sometimes I would have these like ideas of like, oh my God, I wish I could just like, you know, cut myself open and suck out the fat. I wished I could just like swap my body with other people. It was, it was dark. Like, it was definitely the rock bottom of my self-hatred and self-loathing. Um, of course, all of this also f- affected my self-esteem and my confidence. But I kept going on like everything was okay. But the truth was, nothing was okay. And I wasn't... It would always come up anytime I had to go to um, go shopping or to dress myself or... Um, I remember that particular workshop, I remember everybody was going swimming that night. Like there was no way I would be seen in a swimsuit, let alone some people went skinny dipping. (laughs) And I was just like, no way. But what happened in that moment, in during that experience, was that I realized after completely breaking down that, you know what, I'm not okay. And it's time for me to get help. And so when I got back from the Dominican, that's exactly what I did. I got myself into counseling. I had an amazing therapist who helped me work through a lot of that. And actually a lot of other things came up through that process. But it was really the the catalyst in which I needed to actually um, actually heal myself. And looking back now, I know that part of why I loved um, celebrating women and photographing women is because it helps me heal my own body image. It was like stepping outside of myself and helping other women feel good in their bodies 
helped in my healing process too. So during this time, going through, working through my own personal issues around, um, you know, what had happened and gaining all this weight, um, I realized, you know, there were so many things keeping me from moving forward, keeping me from getting the help that I needed. And it was like a lot of my own mindset. I mean, I remember thinking like, oh, well, you know, that happened so long ago. Like, there's other people that have it worse. Like, I don't want to waste the therapist's time. All of these things I told myself as to why I didn't deserve to get help. And it just wasn't true. And so as painful as it was to hit my rock bottom, it was definitely what needed to happen. And the thing that's really, I think, kind of amazing in all of this is through that process, I learned to heal. I learned to heal my body image issues. I learned to heal my body dysmorphia. I transformed my relationship with food over time. And now it's been about five years since I've been on this journey of learning to love myself and learning to heal my body image issues. And um, it's been really an amazing journey. And I can now look at that and I can see that everything that happened, happened for a purpose. And now I help other people. And it's interesting, I've gotten to a place where not only do I love myself and I love my body as is, um, but in April, I actually had hit my highest weight again. And I just kind of drew a line in the sand and said, okay, it's time to shed the weight. It's like I had brought myself to a place of healing that it was now time that I felt safe enough to drop the weight, to let it go. And so I was very much intuitively guided to a a book. Actually, it was funny. I was looking for a book on menstruation and I came across this book called Code Red Lifestyle. Um, by Christy Nichols. And I started getting into the book and it just made so much sense. It was just like she busted all these myths that I had, um, you know, been struggling with for so long. Because as you can imagine, like, even prior to gaining all the weight that I gained, I had tried just about every diet under the sun. And at a certain point, I feel like there's a threshold that you cross where it's like you get so confused and you're so unsure of what to do now that you just kind of give up and you just kind of stop. At least that was my experience. It was like I had tried Weight Watchers and Atkins and I had tried keto for a bit and I had tried all these different things, Slim Flasts and shakes and pills and all these different things and nothing stuck. And I know a lot of that now was because I wasn't ready. My emotional set, my emotion, my mindset and my emotional, um, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be my mindset. I was not in the mindset that I was actually really ready to, to shed the weight and to release it. It's like I had to do all the internal healing to be able to heal my relationship to food, my relationship to my body. And it took time. And I had to learn to have compassion. And with each new discovery, it was like a new layer had been peeled back. 
And so through this process, I have really come to understand and learn that it takes time and it's okay that it takes time. And there's so much that I've learned from this experience now that I not only share that with other women and share that with, you know, share my story, but it's also helped me open up to my gifts. Since I started on this journey of like healing and self-discovery, I learned um, uh, <laughs> I learned about my sensitivity and that it's actually a gift. Um, I learned that I was an empath. I learned that I was a psychic medium. And all of this led me to where I am today, now leading and teaching and inspiring other women, other entrepreneurs. And, um, and it's all happened for me. Now, some of you might be saying like, what do you mean it happened for you? Like these were, you know, terrible things that happened. And yes, (laughs) are they ideal? No. Would I have wanted that or wished that upon myself? No, of course not. However, what I've learned through not only my own journey, but also through messages that I've divinely been given is that we go through these life lessons and these challenges in order to grow, in order to heal, in order to be able to help others. That's essentially, it's like the lessons we need to learn, they're like our prerequisites for being able to help others. And I've found this to be so true in so many cases. I mean, it's why I started this podcast. It's all about how, you know, these women have gone through these different experiences and how they are now out there helping the world, changing the world, making it a better place. And it all came from experiences or challenges that they faced in their own lives. So now... Fast forward to today. I'm happy to say that I am currently 40 pounds down. Um, I've really found a lifestyle, a diet that really works for me. It's, I find pretty simple to you, you know, to, um, to follow. And interestingly enough, intuitively, I was already starting to eat that way. So it was like my body went through this natural progression of no longer using food as a way to cope because I had other tools in my tool belt. I had other ways to cope with emotions and I learned to not stuff my emotions. A lot of times when we stuff emotions and we stuff feelings and we stuff how we process things, or we don't allow ourselves to feel what we've got to feel, it builds up over time. And I'll share more stories about that another time, but how that actually manifested in my own body. But this is why it's so crucial to heal our trauma, to heal our our selves, and to be able to find new ways to cope and to process. Anytime there is drug use, alcoholism, gambling, food addiction, any kind of addiction, there is something that is a need that is not being met. 
It is a way of coping. I used to drink. I remember in my 20s, because I was sensitive and because I was kind of like socially anxious around people, especially new people, I would drink to be able to like relax enough just to be around people, just to like loosen up enough to be able to connect with people. And (laughs) I didn't recognize that at the time that that's what I was doing, but now it's very clear to me. And so along this journey, food was a way for me to cope and alcohol was a way for me to cope. And since I've gone through this process of really kind of getting on this like spiritual path and, and, and healing my, my, um, body image issues and my confidence and my self-esteem, I now am not only gluten-free, I'm sugar-free and I have been alcohol-free for over two years. And so it's been interesting to notice the natural progression that I was already in because I was healing my internal world. I really believe when we heal our ourselves and we heal our trauma, we naturally start to tune in and we naturally start to listen to our bodies and we're able to tune into them and understand them. And so it's really powerful. And then you get to a point where your story doesn't own you anymore. I used to wear that story like a badge of honor. It was like, this is who I am and this is what happened. And without it, I didn't know who I was. And eventually I was able to let that go. And now my story is just a catalyst for inspiration, for empowering others, for letting people know that, you know what, it's okay and you will get through this and there is a point to all of it. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what transformation you're wanting to make, no matter how bad it feels, there is a reason for it. And do not deny yourself getting help, whether that's through a therapist, a mentor, a coach. Do not deny yourself of that right because you do have the right. You are worth it and you are so worth loving and healing yourself and one day you will find that through that process you yourself will be able to help others so many times I have seen so many people who have been through struggles been through trials and tribulations and they are now using what they learned from those experiences to help others and that's what seeing beauty sessions is all about it's about helping people move through their own pain through their own challenges to know that there is another side to things and that there's actually a purpose to all of it. So that's just a bit about my story. I know, um, you know, I'm continuing on this weight loss journey because I feel like now it's time to um, shed the weight. It's, it's time to fully embrace Uh, myself. And for me, that means I really want to be in a healthy body. Um, I'm, (laughs) I'm only like 10 pounds away from being out of the 200 pound club, which for me, that's, it's been like 18 years. So it's pretty exciting. And it's not even about what the number is, you know, that's not really what it's about. But what it's about is that 
I want to be in a healthy body and I want to be able to do things and shedding the weight that I've already lost has really helped me see like how much easier it is to do things and how much easier it is to move my body and um, you know I want to live a full and happy life and so part of that means I want to be in a healthy body so it's not about the number I don't I want to be really clear on that right away like it's not about what the number on the scale says there was a time where that mattered to me huge that and the number in my jeans and the number you know I'll I can go on and on about those stories but now <clears throat> it's about being light being healthy and really just overall being health being happy so yeah so that is really the biggest part of my my journey and my story and um I'll be sharing other stories along the way that, you know, other experiences I've had and and whatnot. But I just wanted to give you a basis for kind of who I am, why I'm here, why I started this, and kind of my intention around it. And I hope you found this inspiring. And if you did or if you've enjoyed this, please like us, rate us, share us with anyone who you think may benefit. This was Seeing Beauty Sessions podcast with Lori Marie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. And I'm hoping that you can find the beauty in your life.